Let's paint a picture of someone you love. Y'all, friends, family, fam, fam, fam. It's episode 12. Riley was here. Uh, in this episode of the Boondad... Wow. Boondocks podcast. <laughs> Riley's affinity for graffiti goes too far when neighbors wake up to giant murals on their homes. Maybe a sweet-natured psycho war vet art teacher can help him in. Happy little trees, y'all. Welcome to the Boondocks <laughs> podcast. Uh, do you guys have anything going on this week? Uh, anything you want to talk about? Hey, yeah. hi. Hi. <laughs> oh. what, what is uh, happening this week? That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. It's um, one of my hidden talents. I can sing <laughs> quite like a man. All right. Oh, yeah. I am. Um, <laughs> very good. What? Well, we don't want uh, this. Isn't the episode for all of my talents? <laughs> or not. Um, uh, but yes. Hang on a second. Nope. Let, me, uh, <laughs> let, me, let me turn on the video recording. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. And press play. No. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, this weekend, actually, I do have something going on. I am putting on a. It's called the Mary Jane Maven. It's a lituation. Um, holiday marketplace. So basically okay. what it is, is I am promoting small businesses, you know, entrepreneurship, kind of like one, one, you know, man shows. Um, and I'm going to do like a QVC style episode of my podcast, nice. which if you guys don't already know is Menage with the Mary Jane Maven. So it's going to be kind of like a special thing. I really love, I, you know, I've said it before. I was a theater, you know, little bit of a theater nerd still am um i love anything i'm an aries anything that brings the attention towards me so (laughs) no uh what i thought was cute is i love qvc i used to totally want to work on there because i was like i can sell my ass off and these people are just like they're like they're you know they're kind of acting um oh they're terrible you would be amazing compared to some of the (laughs) some of the white women i've seen on that well that's what it is because it's nothing but (laughs) you know nothing but wheat nothing but wheats um that's what our you know we're saying now when we you know we're on certain people Mm -hmm. we don't just come out we you know wheat um so anywho anywho that's a tangent um sorry hubby's writing me like a note here i got it perfect all the things he's being producer. Love our producers. They keep us on point. So, so what's what's the name of your 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 thing that you've got going on again? Yes, yes, sir. See another producer. That's see another one. <laughs> um, no, it is um, the Mary Jane Mavens. It's a lituation, so it's like lit in another form. I mean, it's not a real word as far as the way that I'm using it, like but it. you know, it's a. Uh, Community speak, we'll say. Um, so it's a lituation holiday marketplace. And what I'm doing, like I said, QVC, HSN style show. 
I'm going to have each brand's going to be on for about 15, 20 minutes. Um, we're going to talk about their brand, product, or service. And it's, you know, it's a holiday gift guide. So if you guys are looking for some something for somebody that maybe is a connoisseur, they don't have to be because I'm actually having some other services that don't have anything to do with cannabis. Um, you know, at least you medicating with it. But most of the people that are going to be on the list and they're going to be on the show are cannabis friendly. Um, so that's going to be on Sunday. It's going to be live on my YouTube channel, which is Menage, M-E-N-A-G-E with the Mary Jane, Mary Jane spelled different, M-A-R-I-J-A-Y-N-E, Maven podcast. I am on all platforms. Subscribe to the channel. Hubby, I'm just reading all hubby's notes. Awesome. I don't have camera on today no, because great. I just did not feel like looking presentable. It's so I wish honey. you guys could it's see all me. Good. <laughs> um, yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be internet access. Um, well, I sound like an oldie fogey re- saying that, but I'm reading what you wrote. Is that for me? <laughs> okay. So if you don't, because <laughs> he wrote something, I'm like, why not just say that? So some of my guests have the choice of coming in to studio. Please wear a mask. I want everybody else to know I am being responsible. I'm not being like any of these celebrities that are like, what's COVID? Let's have regular Uh parties and gets togethers. Uh Um, They're having their choice. If they want to come in, they do have to wear a mask. We're all going to be distanced. Um, But yeah, other than that, they're going to be able to stream in live. You guys will be able to join us. You can call in, place an order, ask the, you know, the the brand owner or the business owner about their product. Going to be lots of fun. So I am like inundated with that right now. But yep. Awesome. Other than that, you should make sure like if you have any promos for that, you should throw it up on our site because I have a few friends that probably be really interested in that and might not listen to might not listen to our show before you have it. So I will be happy to. Thank you. Um, And I'm going to be having a product for sale as well. So you guys, please tune in and see that it's it's something new. It's my very first piece of merch. Um, That's going to be for for the community and for everybody else to, to uh, buy all the merch that I've had thus far. It's always just been for me. Um, so yeah, that's my long winded catch up for the week. <laughs> Anybody else cool. got anything special? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I too am having a special event. It is on a private Island. No masks and no social media. <laughs> I am totally kidding. That is such a cool idea. And so entrepreneurial. So everyone fucking support. Thank you. I was about to say, I thought you were serious. I was about to be like, bitch, I know how to get my invite. <laughs> Where no, is dude, this no, island? No, no, no. When are we leaving? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jeez. That would be great. I so I'll I'll pose that to you guys. Would you do that if you had the option to get an island, you know, with just the closest friends that you have, people that you can trust, you know, maybe show COVID results or we're gonna like, you know, take your temperature when you get on the island. Would you guys do that? If you if no if you had the funds and the opportunity to do it right now. Not until there's a vaccine. If I take a test today and I go somewhere tomorrow, I could be I could be um spreading COVID tomorrow, but my mm-hmm. test today said I was fine. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It, it there's no way to know. Even even taking that test before, you have to quarantine for two weeks ahead of time and quarantine for two weeks after, no matter what. Well, I'm not. This is just this is just devil's advocate. Question. Oh, yeah, I'm totally. Interesting. Totally. So let's but take had, all that I've into account. It's like, two weeks quarantine. Yeah. Everybody's good. You have the money. We have the Kardashian money. We have the little Wayne money like he threw his <laughs> daughter a party. You know, we have all this money where we can do things. 
and we're going to keep it to a very close 20 people, but we're going to be on an island where, you know, other than like when we get together to like party, we're going to be pretty socially distanced. Like all in all, it all makes perfect sense. And you deep in your heart are like, I got it. I did everything in my, in my power. Would you guys, I mean, I was going to say, Hey, it's just between us, but it's between us and all of our listeners. So <laughs> well, I, I would, I would say, you know, if we've got that kind of money, we can probably sneak some, some vaccine for us regardless. <laughs> so I, I think we'd be in Facts. the clear. Yeah. yeah. If you, yeah. if you've got Kardashian money, you don't have to worry about the virus basically because of you've got the access to everything you could possibly yeah. need. Whereas, yeah. you know, Magic me, Johnson. I, yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine right now. Like I can't, I'm having trouble just like justifying doing a drive by to see my mother on Christmas day. Because I do not believe it's going to be safe to give my mother a hug on Christmas. Oh, and yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So I, I just can't wrap my mind around it. When I see them do that, it, it, to me, it's like, it's selfish. You know, the whole, yeah. the whole world is struggling with this. Why are you showing off? Like, you say no social media, but we all know that's not going to happen with that kind of a, a crowd. So, like, you're, it, to me, people who are hanging out and doing that kind of stuff, it, it almost hurts more. because. It's something that, you know, when we've got millions of people in line to get food because they haven't worked since February, I just, I can't do it. My, I'm too, yeah. too much of a socialist, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in, in my dreamer mind and dreamer world, I would totally do it because it would, you know, this is the way that I look at it. If it got so bad, everybody stay your ass on the island for another two weeks. Let's go yeah. ahead. And like Dean said, let's go ahead and get that vaccine. We're going to have mean, a, a, the welcome party will be us all together in one big circle, <laughs> taking shots or doing, you know, whatever it may be of that vaccine. I, I um, will say though, now, to, regularly, to be fair. Everyday life. I agree. What's going on, especially here in Sacramento right now, is pissing me off. What's going on with uh, restaurants that are trying to, you know, like City of Sacramento, for example, today just had a, uh, you know, council meeting. Or no, last night was it. There were people outside banging on the doors during the council meeting. Let me in. Let mm -hmm. me in. No. Like, that's why are you guys acting like it's a dip? Like, I just don't. There's no. I feel like there's no common sense. There's no, like, you were raised better than that. There's just no, like, there's nobody telling them, like, this is wrong. I don't understand how that is okay. Well, but when there was a gentleman shot in his grandmother's backyard and his brother went to a city council meeting who was still distraught and who decided to get up on the table and they touted him as crazy, that wasn't okay. But your behavior last night was okay because they're saying we need to get back on stay in shelter. Because the numbers are crazy. Like, that's that, like, in today's world, without being in a dream world that I was, you know, trying to place, for, place a song yeah, well, for a brief second. Well, that's why I, uh, I was trying to break in and say, that's if, I, what's if I really did yeah. have Kardashian money, what yeah, I yeah, would yeah. have done was rented an island for a year, gathered all of my friends and family, there and go. just hang out there and not leave yeah. until yeah. everything is fine. Like, if I had that You're kind of money, that's what I year. would do. I'd be like, maybe three months at tops. I couldn't be with you guys for a year. But no, no. You, you're, you're I mean, it's got to have like way. a couple of houses on the on the property. Like we're talking oh, like yeah. like a villa or something in the middle of nowhere, like on an island in Scotland or something. Oh, yeah. Somewhere crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, somewhere, somewhere completely just, awesome. yeah. Well, Dean says a castle. Money, we could do a castle. <laughs> yeah. I would find the island that's closest to like the, you know, the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> That island where all this good stuff is. So where the Fountain of Youth is, where the like, you know, Koji berries are that like makes you like a 
non-blood-sucking vampire. Like, just wherever that place is where all that good fun stuff is. That's where I would go. <laughs> um, but no, I completely, what I was saying is, you know, completely feel what you're saying. There's so much to yeah. be angry about right now. There's so much going on. And there's so many people that are acting so non-communal. Like I said, I said last week. Our, mm-hmm. Yeah, our friend said, you know, Asia has been doing what we don't want to do here for years, for decades. Mm-hmm. But he said the ba- main difference is that they are much more about community there than we will ever be here in America. And yep. that's just, well, that's that's the truth. Meaning that they 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 know that wearing the mask isn't for themselves, it's for other yes. people. They, they yeah. look at it yeah. as a disgrace if they were to purposely injure someone else at, yes you know, that and that and that, that's different yeah. than america <laughs> yeah, yeah take away the uh there's a lot you know, of everything else that. the yeah. dictatorship and all that yeah that's not what i meant but yeah but about as care as far Although, as caring that yeah true um right y'all I'm, president I'm pretty out sure, there. i don't know what he's trying right to do. i'm pretty sure there are more people in asian countries that are freer than we are right now yes <laughs> i gotta say lot. when this whole thing first first kicked off when we were all really ignorant about it and listen i'm gonna alienate some of our fans right now because i'm a tasha k fan uh tasha k was (laughs) she was on youtube one day talking about a global pandemic and how like that was the next threat i guess a lot of people had Mm -hmm. been for a couple years because obama did that big summit about it Mm -hmm. um and so I was just, when this shit kicked off, I was the only fool on the BART with her mask on, people giving me all kinds of looks. And then one day an Asian lady came on with her mask on and we totally had that look like, yes. <laughs> but one of my girlfriends, she hit me up. She has properties in Puerto Rico. And she was like, yo, let's just go. Like, whatever. Ooh. Like, this is what it's going to mm. be. Let's do it. And I was kind of like, yeah, let's fucking do it. And my husband freaked the fuck out because just like you ladies, I am immunocompromised. I do not have an immune system. So he was like, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, that's a disaster. But to like, your greater she point. she sending you on a PJ? Like, unless you're going on a PJ and you're going directly from the private jet to a sanitized sprinter. And then that sprinter is taking you straight to like her property. Yeah, not right now. Well, it's a great idea. Let her know that can, I like her. And that um, <laughs> you we can, can be do friends. two we weeks when you get there, though, right? Like you get to right. the island of Puerto Rico, quarantine in your hotel. Then you all descend upon your little hotel stay. Yeah. Well, but so, hotels have actually been really problematic in that you know they use central air for the most part and so they're actually have been showing a lot of super spreader events coming out of hotels that people think they can go there and quarantine it's unfortunately another reason why so many people or so many cities are using empty hotels and motels to start housing the homeless population not caring what actually happens to them she she says as washington is doing that (laughs) that's crazy we're doing it here too but and you know what it you don't think of that because you're thinking of let's get them off the street. We want to get them. Let's we want to get, get them, them housed, of, and we yeah. want to, you know. And I have a, a mm-hmm. I know I have a couple of acquaintances who um, are in a uh, motel down in Tacoma, I believe it is that they were placed there by the city, and it's literally the nicest place they've ever been. So, Aww, you know, beautiful for for us, we probably would be like, okay, let's make sure that. You know, we don't touch the the top thing and we mm-hmm. wipe everything. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's fucking like four seasons here to me. So <laughs> when I when I talk to my friends about that, I'm like, I feel really um, not just lucky that my shit house is my house, but uh, that it it's the perspective changes for me. Like I 
can be socialist as hell, but I also choose Airbnbs because I don't like being around other people when I travel. <laughs> so. yeah. Oh, I yeah. love them too. It's a more, you get more of a like local experience yeah. anyway, which yeah. isn't that the whole point of traveling. Um, but even with like the travel situation, like even if I had the money to do it, right, the resources and we could go to an Airbnb, quarantine, whatever. For a show of solidarity. Listen, I left this house three times since March of last year. <laughs> right. And two of those were go to, to go to the hospital. Why can people not? Why can you not just sit your ass right? at home? Right. Just mm-hmm. if everyone could just sit their ass down just for sit. one month. Just, just stay at home. I girl, I'm with you because you know what? I've done some great things. I've caught up on some shows. Yeah, I have right. had some b- good sex. I've always had great sex, but even more, <laughs> um, you know, I've been able to do some things that I always had on the back burner. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I've done it. You know what I said? There's plenty more, but why? Yeah, look, play a game. Well, Come not- with your baby. Meditate. Meditate. So there's become mindful. There's there's two different things here, though, that are kind of at at war because there are definitely a lot of people who are barely functioning right now. And we are absolutely not saying you should be doing these things. This is about Mm -hmm, the people mm -hmm. that are just bored and like they just they can't stand it anymore. So they want to go to a restaurant or go to a party or, you know, go to a wedding or God forbid, go to a fucking funeral where the person just fucking died of COVID and you don't think that's going to be an event. Come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't need to, my dad died of COVID. Y'all don't need to be there. So did my uncle. You don't need God to be there. Yeah. I sat my ass right at home mm-hmm. and sent my little digital message. Love you. Bye. Yeah. You know, not to sound cold, but yeah. it is what yeah. it is. Sit your ass at home. Yeah. If so you can. That, if you can. Yeah. Yes. Right. I'm so sorry to hear that. That is, it's just, I have I somebody am, from high school, somebody that I know from junior high school pass and that was the first closest and i hope to god and hope to the universe and if i got close enough to my dresser i would knock on wood that that is the only i hope that you know what i'm saying like i know there's people that have known people one and two and three and four and times over so i just i just hope that that is the level that i keep it at just that one person but it it's i i don't understand like i'm with you Lindsay. why is it so hard like i love the inside of my house (laughs) Look, I hate I inside my house, but I'm still here. My knees swell now. <laughs> like I have, I have some. You know, I'm like, what is going on here? And I'm like, well, I haven't been very active other than you know, laying and doing or on knees and doing some other things like that. I don't get to you know, <laughs> uh huh. But uh, that's the only a going up and down my stairs, and I'm okay. Like I'm okay. I've gained about five, you know, good quarantine thick pounds. I'm okay. That's not going to stop me from going to 7-Eleven right across the street and getting something at two o'clock in the morning because that's part of just being home at quarantine right now. But I do that with a mask on. I do that with gloves on. I don't, you know, I'm not. Yeah, I just, I just, it's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating and it's getting so bad here. Um, Lindsay, are you guys back on in the purple tier or are you guys oh, on? Oh yeah. No, they shut us home? down. Can't yeah, that's what I thought. Probably yeah. you guys too. Like we are We're in close. full on. Yep. Yeah. So Stay you drop below 15%. I don't know if you guys know, uh, you know, what there, but what California is doing is like pretty much like all of the regions of, of California are very close or below the 15% ICU capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, or when it gets to that point that, and you know, the numbers drop below that, then that's when they're putting us on a stay at home again. Um, so Sacramento today was at 17.5%. So basically by next week, will be on a complete stay at home. Right now it's it's purple tier. It's recommended. 
um, and there's supposed to be a curfew that nobody is paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know that parts of the Bay Area, um, they were already, I know like uh, Alameda, San Francisco, and now Contra Costa, because that's where my mom is and where you are, that you guys are completely on, on stay in shelter. Oh, yeah. Yep. You get the little alerts on your phone. Stay your ass at home. And, but here's just my thing with it. If everyone would just, if you all would just, who can, would just say, yeah, I'm going to do it. Even businesses to stop mm-hmm, essential mm-hmm. workers from having to go in. Mm-hmm. If we could all just sit our asses down and maybe if we can't do it for a month, do it for two weeks. Let's all just stay home. HBO Max, give us free service yes. or whatever. Whatever right? you got to do, stay your asses home and let's just see what happens. And Boy, if you have to leave your goddamn house, wear a goddamn mask. Mask, yeah, right? Dude. Also, talk less. Yeah, <laughs> you guys right? had to, we had yeah. to do mortgage like renegotiation because y'all, if you have a mortgage right now, renegotiate that shit. Those rates are <laughs> great. Uh, so yes. we were doing that. I'm like, stop telling me anecdotes. Like, dude, stop talking. We all have our masks <laughs> on. He's lovely and funny, but it's like, bruh, can we just sign quietly and stop? potentially spreading shit right like, like this is the time for that your customer service great if you yes. send me a freaking <laughs> uh you know a survey i will mark you just above and beyond right now though just less just, shh, 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 just shh. let me know where the highlights are <laughs> the little tags and that's where i'll sign please um, don't clear your throat <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so sorry what do you guys think about um this they th- they say one hundred and ten thousand restaurants are set to cl- or that they've already closed. I'm sorry, during these nine months, yeah. and they're saying another fifty thousand are probably going to close within the next three weeks. Yeah, that's because our government doesn't realize that if the people don't have any money, they can't spend it. Yes, that part. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do they not realize or not care? <laughs> um, that part, a as little well. bit of both, but it's yeah. honestly yeah. like. No, I, I really do think that there's a little bit of a disconnect there. Like, they don't realize so many people literally have zero money. Like, that, when when we were talking about, um, you know, going away to a private island, and I'm like, I have a lot of trouble wrapping my brain around it because of who I am. Who they are, they have trouble wrapping their brain around the fact that there are people literally starving to death in our own country right now. They cannot see it. They don't understand it. They don't experience it. Have never experienced anything like it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're legislating from that huge point of privilege of probably being a millionaire who's been in politics for decades and has no idea what's going on with actual people. And the people who are really fighting hard for things right now are labeled as radical leftists. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if a radical leftist wants to make sure that people don't die on the street when there are, you know, empty homes all over and there's healthcare available if someone else will pay for it like what's the problem here like you know the government spends billions and billions of dollars crazy yeah billions of dollars taking care of other countries doesn't spend hardly a dime on our own people and that's just not okay it's just not right yeah Yeah, i feel uh, they you know the focus on on the restaurant business is is very sad yeah it's a lot of focus on it because it's such a huge part of our you know of our your entrepreneurial um, mm-hmm. aspect of this country, mm-hmm. you know, of, of of that part of what makes money. My thing is, and I'm not trying to trivialize it or make it seem better. I just feel like maybe these red restaurateurs, maybe it's an opportunity for us to kind of pivot and for you to do a little thing different. Maybe it'd be great time for some collaboration. I'm not saying now that's, that's probably where nobody's mindset is, but I just, I, I want us <laughs> to look at the, everything that's happening and come out better after this. Um, and I think it's very possible. 
So I think that it's a, it's a broader message that hopefully one day and one day soon we'll all get, but it'll have to come after the point of people starting to care about each other. And like we just simply said, stay your ass at home, Mm -hmm. wear masks, you know, Christmas is not going to be the same this year, guys. Like, I'm so tired of seeing all these damn commercials that are like, oh, this, all we need is Christmas. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. That's not, fucking that's not all we need right now. Yeah. Yeah. This like, is the first year in my entire life I'm not going to have a Christmas tree. I can't do it. I have no, there, there is nothing in me that is celebrating right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no, I have not one decoration up. Like, I, w- I literally I wish thought this I morning, I was like, it. oh. Yeah. You know, my boys keep saying things. And I'm like, whose house did you grow up in? We've never been one to just throw up, you know, decorations on December 1st. But um, I was like, we'll go to the Dollar Tree. You guys can spin your hearts out for $10. Get whatever decorations you like and you can work that on your room. Yeah. Um, But not that they won't have a Christmas. Um, It's just, it's not what's imperative to me right now. Yeah. You know? So it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. And it's crazy how much... um, a part of our life it is again because if you notice before the election it was the election covid was hush 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 it was around the numbers were still reported but now it's right back to let's let's shine the light right back on covid Absolutely. i think i think that uh there are certain news stations that were trying to kind of not like underscore how bad things were getting while the election mm-hmm. is still happening mm-hmm. but on the other side you had uh, the <clears throat> pretender in chief basically saying, <laughs> as soon as the election's over, we're going to stop hearing about it. The only reason why we're hearing about it is because of this. So you don't have to hear about mm-hmm. it. You don't have to listen. Mm-hmm. Don't pay attention. It's all a lie. And, you know, after all these years, those um, cult members couldn't mm-hmm. see outside of it. So, yeah. 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 Well, and karma, the karma bus is working because mm-hmm. guess who has COVID? Now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, like Good so. Whatever's creepy. left of that. Uh, oh, not, team. not just him, but also Jenna Ellis. Mm-hmm. That's why I said whatever's oh, yeah. left of that yeah, legal team. Yeah, both. They're yeah. all sick. Yeah. So yeah, we wow. just gotta wait. Now we just gotta wait for, wait for uh, Sydney Powell to get it. Right. <laughs> Jeez. I let's go back. Let's let let's retroactive it. What was who was the speaker of the house before? Um, the big chick who just lied her ass off all the time. Nancy Pelosi is the one that's in there right no, now. No, not the speaker of the house. I'm sorry, my bad. I just uh, um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. When you say oh, so bad, I'm to the end of, you were yeah, talking. I'm getting to the end of my cup of uh, the press, of, uh, press uh, Tito's secretary. here. Sorry, guys. Yes, the one who lied for him every day. That's that all, girl. That's let's, their job. All like, of them. All Kelly of them. McEnany. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> let's retroact it all the way back to the, let just COVID. Nah. Don't just don't miss out. Uh, I, ooh, I I struggle with this so hard because there's literally like up until this last probably two years. I could have counted zero as the number of people I would use the word hate. And it was like borderline mm-hmm. with, with my husband's ex-wife. But that was like the closest I'd ever really gotten to. It. Maybe that, that, that roommate that stole money from me once. But never really like, I've never wished ill on people. Mm-hmm. But holy fuck, I want McConnell to die. I want him to I mean, drop dead so right now. Gross. Doesn't have to be COVID. Like fucking lightning strike. I don't fucking care. He needs to go. He is, he's so gross. He's dude. so much worse than all of them put together. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yep. I, I agree, girl. I, I agree. Know, and he's just, I love how SNL, they do the best at making fun of these people. Like, I love it so much. And they just, they just, every time they talk about him, it's like spot on, spot on, you know? 
Um, but yeah, it's, I'm the same way because we were taught you don't use that word. Um, and I, and when I say let's retroactive and let these, this person mm-hmm. get this person, get it. I'm not wishing death upon anybody, but I am wishing sorrow you to get a little <laughs> bit of what the fuck you deserve. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you deserve it completely. Um, so yeah, that, right, that, uh, right how many more days is it guys? It's like oh, 30, 40, now? 40, something, 40? 44. I think it was. Now this I, is the now longest I really 60 look days ever. Holy shit. Right. Uh, <laughs> the longest ever. Oh okay. my gosh. Well, today is safe Harbor date. And then, uh, next week on the 14th will be when the electors all cast their votes. So yeah, 40, 43 days. We have 43 days. Okay. I think I mentioned once before, a long time ago, I have a friend who's been doing a picture a day countdown of Trump's days in office left from the day he took office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just check her Facebook and figure out what day it is. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I'm a, I appreciate her. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's helpful when I see that pop up on my feed every week or every day. I'm like, yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> yes. oh, such a great thing. So, um, yes, ladies. So uh, before we... Uh, you know, move into anything else. Um, I did want to kind of point out that we didn't really talk about specifically what's been happening in uh, current events today, um, which uh, is basically the the White House is what one in one in fourteen. No, what was it? Oh, the the uh, the case is not well. So Trump and his allies in post litigation, uh, post election litigation, are now are now. <laughs> One and fifty. One and fifty. So, uh, yeah, that's been. And that one was like a technicality. It was one about it was one about counting ballots that came in after a specific time, right? uh, Which and they were never counted, so it was not like they took anything away. They just didn't allow them to be counted, and it was just a few. Uh, It was a few hundred, uh, so it was not anything really. So yeah, but the the big headline would be the Supreme Court today decided that or. They, they were like, no, nah, we're not going to even look at it. Well, yeah. So, yeah, they, well, actually, Good. so hang on. Jesus. So caveat to that, actually, it's not exactly that. It's they de- denied injunctive relief that the plaintiff was seeking, which was to decertify the election. So th- they said that they were not going to decertify the election. The rest of it was Act 77 in Pennsylvania, which got <laughs> put into law October of last year. <laughs> I know I've been studying all this. Yeah, he has. <laughs> I, I wasn't really trying to get all into it. I no, was just trying to I'm say saying, the Supreme but, Court said no today. <laughs> so, they, yeah, they, they, so they did say, so yeah, they're not going to keep them from certifying. So they've certified. Tonight is, Everybody yeah. Everybody is certified so, yeah. now. It's, so, it's, well, a done, it's a done deal. There is nothing Trump can do right. short of a military coup. <laughs> and oh, and General Flynn's been trying to talk him into declaring martial law. Shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, someone sent a video to us about that saying that Lincoln did it and like he's doing the same thing and he's studying Lincoln and Wait, that's what? one of like, yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln did a military coup. Yeah, supposedly the whole thing. Well, it's not necessarily a military coup. What it is, is that he can say that the election was unconstitutional and by the election being unconstitutional then he would create uh call mar- call for martial law because he was saying we were being robbed of our constitutional rights mm-hmm. by this illegal election that we had and when he then enacts martial law then that's where the coup part comes in but i mean the video itself like we were like really i'm not saying that we believe what this guy's saying but this is what the other side is believing 
This is what, you know, his followers are. These are, this is what his followers are, you know, subscribing to and what they believe. Um, Of course. Anything I think that may, will prove I think Hubby still point. has the link. We'll send it, you know, for, if you guys want to be entertained Perfect. or would, be, would like to be entertained. Yeah, we can put it on our show notes, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> and um, guys, believe me, and- I'm not, anything that this man says, I am not co-signing for. I think the dude's an idiot, but this is what we need to be aware of, what the other side, with the messages that they're getting and what they're believing. Like, we have to be informed. Right. We just, we have to. So, yep. yeah. Right. Half of half of Fox News is saying the president needs to give it up. The other half is Lou Dobbs trying to tell pre- uh, the president what to do. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, By the way, uh, Lou Dobbs was trying to talk Stephen Miller, telling <laughs> telling them to hire Mark Elias, who's the guy who's been fighting, the, the, the <laughs> one of the main lawyers who's been fighting all these cases. Is, uh, you'll find his name on most of the defendants list as as the, uh, the w- one of the lo- one of the lawyers in charge for the defense. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're trying. They said you guys, Lou Dobbs, tell, tell, telling Stephen Miller, you should just hire Mark Elias for five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred million. He said basically oh. like half, give him half a million. Half, it was half a million. No, it was much bigger than that. He was like, just give him all the money. Give like make him change his mind and come work for us. I'm pretty sure it was way more than five hundred thousand dollars. Okay, well, whatever. Anyway, as I was trying to several times do the thing that Dean asked me to do like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so you're right. It is, it is half, a, half a billion. I literally heard him say, give him half a billion dollars. He was, he was, he thinks that everybody is motivated by the same thing he is. And he thinks he would be able to change this, this lawyer's morals by giving him half a billion dollars. Period. Narc behavior. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, Anyway, um, for anyone who's a fan of our other podcast, the Letterkenny How Are You Now podcast, uh, we are going to be recording soon a preview for the new season that will be coming out on in the U.S. Uh, on the day after Christmas. Um, so if you are not already subscribed to that one, you should go and do it because we're about to bring you some interesting stuff. How are you now? How are you now? <laughs> That gonna... show just came up on my on Hulu today as a suggested oh, show yeah. for me to start watching. Letterkenny is funny as fuck, and you you have to get past the first couple of episodes to really realize it. <laughs> but so, have you guys ever watched like um, I think I've asked you before, like The League or like It's Always Funny and uh, no. Always Sunny? Not Those always aren't funny. always that's sunny. Not my not my brand of humor. So okay, so it's nothing like that because that's no. mine. No, I would say similar cult following. Like yes. I was like always sunny has such a cult yes. following, yeah. such a huge one. Letter yeah. Kenny does too. Um, but different humor for sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, Letter Kenny, I would say is like, um, the less raunchy trailer park boys mixed with, uh, some Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> and I wish I was joking. Like they're, they're literally like, some of the ways that these people create these scenes are it's very Shakespearean. They have soliloquies and they have sonnets that they <laughs> speak and they mm-hmm. like they have the fools who play off each other. And so it's it's got a lot more to than just the surface, like a lot and a lot of really accurate representation. Um, they for a couple of white men, uh, as far as I know, cis white men living in uh, in Canada, they are really good at representing native culture up there. Um, and in fact, that's actually brought a lot of fans to the show because they are so good at representing that culture. Mm, okay. So all of the actors who play natives are natives. Um, 
it's just it's it's really beautiful. It's it's a very multicultural cast, um, and it's you know some of the the jokes don't hit well with me, and I'm perfectly honest with that when we talk about it on the podcast. But for the <laughs> most part, I find it to be one of the most um, intel- intelligent and and interesting comedies that I've ever seen. Great way of describing it. They yeah. you. Sh- you should like copy that, <laughs> send it to them. They like you make it all, you know. I mean, the, it, like some of them know who we are. We've interviewed a couple of castmates. We've interviewed a oh, writer, really cool. um, and we've got more more of those hopefully coming up soon too. So yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that'd be like my dream thing would be to interview people from Sons of Anarchy, um, nice or like that's our, one of my favorite shows ever, or um, like on a comedy style like the office like i would just i just jim halper be real i know your real name i know <laughs> everything else that you do you will for, forever be jill jim halper to me forever mm-hmm. so i would love like that would be a dream you know uh podcast interview on um, menage with mary j maven i would love to smoke with um mike tyson or like snoop and then just interview like ask them the questions that nobody's supposed to ask but get them so lit that they would answer like that would be <laughs> so great that'd be so great and that's really cool. Well, you've made me a little, you've piqued my interest a little bit more there with that description, T. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's start talking about the show. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. The boondocks. You know, the reason why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't our therapy session for the week. I forgot. Right. Well, oh, it yeah. is, but, you know. <laughs> so, okay. First things first, there is a... I'm I'm jumping right to the end of the episode because I feel like this is a very important question that is debated on the internet. Dean and I have debated it. Who is painted on the side of the house at the end of the episode? Okay. So, because I said something and Hubby said something completely different. Yep. And I said something the first time I watched it. And then after I'd watched it like six or seven more times, I was like, oh, fuck, I think I'm wrong. So you, you, I'm sure you and Dean are probably on the same side. I think it's a, a boys against girls thing here. No, um, so I think it's, and I started crying when I real when I saw it, um, and thought and remembered back to what Bob Ross said because that's totally you know Bob Ross. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's their parents. Okay, that was that's what, what I think. that was my my absolute first impression. Like I was like fighting with Dean over it. What did what did you say, Lindsay? I don't think I give it enough thought. I was just like, oh, yeah, his parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. now that you guys are talking about it, I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> this is, this is for, for me and Dean, this is actually kind of an argument that started the first time we watched through this show. Because I, so um, I have a, or I had a student last year who Riley really, really reminds me of if Riley was white. Um, but like right down to wanting to be a famous graffiti artist, like, unfortunately, now that he's moved on to middle school, he's actually gotten in trouble beyond what I can help him with right now. But like, this is, this whole episode is like that. I just wish that that kid had had somebody like this, not to paint on the side of a house, but to encourage him to, you know, make beautiful art and Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. for real, like. If Riley was painting that on like a side of a, a building, um, I would totally think someone paid him thousands of dollars to do it because yeah. it's gorgeous. So. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, here's where it gets <clears throat> tricky for me. Riley's trying to impress Granddad. That's the only reason why he's doing that. He wants to show Granddad that he is a good artist, that his art could be worth something, that he's good at something, because Granddad spends the entire episode not believing him, putting him down, telling him he's not even a good enough vandal. I think that that's Granddad and Granddad's wife. And that's what Hubby said. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's Googling something and he's showing me a picture and I think <laughs> it, it's the same picture. So, yes. It's never been confirmed by Magruder. It's, of course not. And it's like, been I debated online. Be for, a, yeah. 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 So I, I mean, wanted to bring that out first because of the like, debate of it. Well, pull up, pull up. He's showing me pictures. About, go back to the picture. Where's grandpa right there? The second, that one right there. Okay. I can't, I couldn't read that until you just made it bigger. I was just comparing the pictures. So there you go. You're right. So, but I didn't think that that looked like how they had de depicted grandpa in the past. Like that was why I was fighting Same. it. Um, and that's what I was just trying to compare. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, th I think though, if you were to put glasses on, like I'm looking at your, your background right now because it's that mm -hmm. picture. If you put glasses on it and turn the head so it was facing forward instead of at an angle, that would probably be a young version of grandpa. Agre like, young, yeah. Like I, yeah. that's why I thought I maybe it was his son or something. Like that was my first impression. Oh, that's gotta be their, their parents, you know? And, but the more I think about it, the more I think that that's specifically to get grandpa's attention and approval. Because that's who his, that's who's author his authority is right now. That's who, you know, is in his life. And if it had been his parents, then, you know, maybe he would have drawn a picture of grandma, right. you know, or just a painted a picture of grandma. So I, I, I see it now. I think the first thought that I had was because they haven't talked about the parents. Yep. They haven't approached that yet. And it's, and probably because of what we've talked about in the past, that's what even, you know, generated those emotions and those feelings more. Absolutely. With me today. Um, like I prepared because, you know, myself. Said, yeah. The first time I watched this episode, I cried too. Like, I totally thought that that was him representing his parents. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, like, today before I did my cramming, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get a bowl of ice cream. I'm going to smoke a bowl. And I'm just going to hang out for a little nice. bit of self-care. <laughs> That's the best cramming ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready to switch, though, y'all. I mean, okay. it could totally be Granddad. But Granddad is a light-skinned nigga. And this dude <laughs> on this house is pretty brown to me. I'm just saying could be wrong. But even like when I think of like, you know, I forgot my raincoat. Granddad was always like, um, and maybe that's because my own granddad is a light-skinned nigga. Um, so he, I don't know. This person looks very brown to me. Um, but it doesn't, I, that uh, doesn't mean shit. I do it, also, you know? I, I would like to say as a light-skinned person, <laughs> light-skinned brown person, yeah. um, my skin has, has lightened a lot as I've gotten older. Um, yeah. I spend a lot less time outside in the sun too. <laughs> so, but I mean, uh, I, I mean, young granddad. I don't mean like even granddad, the character we know. You know, like in the flashbacks about like I forgot my raincoat for the protests and things like that. I he think was this always was, kind of he was always alone too. I think this was even younger than that. Mm. Like I'm guessing, yeah, like yeah. the 40s or 50s. So, and then he was widowed before that. That's why we've never seen a flashback of grandma before because it all happened so long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just a theory. Yeah. 
It could be. Yeah. I'm not sold on it either way. Well, I, you know, I think that that in his just genius of of Aaron Magruder, I think he foresaw like being able to leave topics open so that it would build conversation because he wanted this to be more than just a show that was on Adult Swim. Yeah. And that was just entertainment. I do love how Grandpa did refer to Adult Swim when he was whooping Riley's ass. (laughs) I love that. I thought that was funny. But, um, no, I just think in his infinite wisdom and and just foresight, like I swear he's, he's he was a psychic or he is or something, um, that he did things on purpose. And when I did, you know, when I initially saw it and I was cooking dinner and I was downstairs watching it on my TV, on my phone, and hubby just came down and I was like, oh my God, it's the parents. And he's like, no, it's the grandparents. And I was like, what? And, you know, we had a little quick conversation about it. But what I did think about and then what he did bring up again is, why have why isn't there a conversation about the parents? Mm-hmm. Is that a separate conversation that he wanted to be able to create about grandparents not only being parents once, but being parents again when they're raising their grandkids? Like is that yeah. like a you know a subtopic that he wanted to, you know, to to approach without actually physical or having a, an episode about it? I feel so like it's something else that I thought. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I, I totally feel like that was that that was left unsaid purposely. Like granddad is very old and set in his ways. The boys are slowly kind of introducing him to current it at that time, black culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's almost like, um, granddad is the kid half the time. So like, and all of that kind of together, it just, I, it's something I say almost every episode. Magruder doesn't do anything by accident. Like he yeah. he puts he obviously puts so much thought into everything that goes into these shows and or these episodes that I feel like somewhere in there and we've got I don't know how many more episodes before we run out of episodes, but somewhere in there there's going to be more clues that are going to give us more information and we'll be able to pe- like pull out enough stuff to understand all of this when we get to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I mean, it would love, we were just talking about like dream, you know, guest. It would be the dopest thing ever to have him on oh, here. shit. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. Like, I think I might go, okay, guys, I'm done podcasting. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's been fun. And <laughs> I'm done. Um, I will never do better than this. No. <laughs> right? Mic drop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And you guys know that's bullshit. You guys know me too well to be like, girl, please. That would not be your last. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm so racist that I was over here doing <laughs> nose comparison because if there's one thing you can tell oh us black people buy, it's our noses. Oh it may be, it yeah. may be granddad. It may be. The noses match. So that's like me looking yeah. at a picture and going, yeah. Oh, I bet that's Good a walker. <laughs> <laughs> like my my family has very distinctive noses. <laughs> we but have I all not, different. Yes. All different. Yep. But it would be so awesome if one day we just had like a so you know how like you can come on what is it Ellis Island right and mm-hmm. and so people come there and there's like the history of who came mm-hmm. you know who was on boats and whatever it would be awesome to have like an archive like that that you know kind of ended up connecting all of us or letting us know that like Lindsay you and I are like seventeenth cousins or T yes. you and I are like you know what I'm saying because I do think that overall we're all probably very much connected oh, like yeah. whether it be our tribes whether it be you know. 
being from Mississippi or from the South or something like that. I just feel like we all very much are intertwined. Um, and even though we've said before, we're not a monolith, none of us look like completely alike. There are certain things that identify us, which I would think that would make us, you know, as well as our history, you know, connected in a way where we're able to find out like, oh, holy shit, we are one big family. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> at the very end, we are. Um, I, I don't know how true it is, um, but my African studies professor he was Nigerian. He was from Africa, like straight from oh, yeah. Africa. I was going to say, I don't know Harambe. if it's <laughs> <laughs> He told us, though, there is a better chance of each one of us being related to Dean than there is of us being related to each other. Shut up. Due to like the slave trade and like, you know, the rape and all that kind of stuff that went on mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. black, you know, to black people. Now, I don't know how true that is. If you're a data statistics person, you can totally educate us yeah <laughs> just come yeah. at the boondockspod.com right but <laughs> Great conversation. we appreciate it but he, that is what he did tell us but i have met like there's one girl i used to work with mariah i don't know why but i just always looked at her and i just thought like i am related to this woman i don't know how but i just fucking felt it which is bullshit but whatever moving yeah, you on never know. you never know the, <laughs> right. I say the universe is very strong your your intuition is even stronger so yes could have been could have also been. If you work for Ancestry.com and you steal that idea, please credit MJ and give her a nice royalty check. I mean, mm. come on now. Let's not be like what <laughs> Dave Chappelle just went Isn't through there, and found like, out that people are just stealing his ideas and, you know, stealing his shit and he can't ever make any money off of it. Let's, let's yes, Ancestry, please. <laughs> screw, <laughs> screw Ancestry. I'm pretty sure there's a company out there that's specifically aiming for black and African-American. There oh, it totally is. is. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yep, like, that's exactly, what I yeah, want to do. I've. Yeah. I mean, I'll admit I have a 23 and me out there because my mom's family has done a lot of it. And it's actually really like it's led to my mother. I don't know if I've said this before on this podcast, but it led to my mother finding her brother that she hasn't seen since she was 16. No, younger than that. Um, like eight or something like that. So, you know, it's got it's got some good stuff. But I will tell you that my dad's side of the family, it's just a whole bunch of third or more cousin. Because <laughs> wow. it's just a whole bunch of like black faces that say this person is probably your fifth or sixth Closest cousin. To you. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that's not, crazy. Yeah. It's not it doesn't seem to be as good yet. Anyway. We'll get there. Well, you know what? The, all, everything that we're saying right now, it's gonna be a creation for somebody. But yeah. there is there is a company. I have two actually. That I told you about one where they do ancestry and DNA and they did it like they do it right to where your ancestry is from. They don't do a general area like ancestry does. You know, they do right down to the hut. Um, And I'm totally going to be facetious when I say this, but the hut that, you know, your ancestors were born in. But like literally like <laughs> straight to where, you know, possibly your ancestors were brought from, like right there. Um and then there's another one that is based within it's it's very interesting. They actually relate or correlate where you're from in cannabis together. So what they do is they actually do your your full DNA and then they're able to tell you whether or not that tribe or that group if they practice using the cannabis plant. And so their whole purpose is to tell you how your your chemistry and your endocannabinoid system actually works best with cannabis. Now, this is not cheap, as you would think with everything that I'm saying, and it's in its infancy, but it is a black owned company and they're trying to get, you know, 
investors and, and things like that right now to just make it much more affordable and bring it out, um, you know, to the forefront. But so there's two, but there's one that I'll send you the link for because the other one I would expect you to go, bitch, do you think I'm the Kardashians? I can't afford this. <laughs> I ain't bougie. Um, send it. Send it. <laughs> yeah, send both. Yeah, send send them both. I want to see it. I want to see it. Send it. Yeah, it's so awesome. So I'll make sure to send that to you guys. But yeah. All right. So, um, awesome. so I'm glad that you posed that question. And, you know, hubby's out of here. He could not wait for me to say he was right. Uh, well, I'm still not acquiescing totally. That's I'm just okay. saying the noses match. Like, okay. I, I literally, like, at, you can ask Dean. I, I, my preparation for doing a show is I'll usually just kind of futz around and have the episode on repeat for a couple of times just to kind of hear it and like get the cadence and stuff. And then I'll sit down and actually like pay real good attention as much as I can because I have ADHD and I write notes as I go of things that I would say. And then I'll do that probably two or three more times. So like as I'm just listening to it, kind of half paying attention, I'm like, oh, that's that's their parents. That's their parents. Mm -hmm. And the more I did the pay attention part, I'm like, fuck. Hey, Dean, I think you're right. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say it, but he just kept Googling shit and he's showing me. You guys couldn't see it. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. So, yes. I, oh, good Lord. Let's not do that again. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't force me to tell him he's right again. No, um, I think that was great to bring up. And um, it says a lot about the entire episode, I think. So it's kind of a cool way to work backwards. Um mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of this episode was Riley's way of saying, look, you know Huey and how he's kind of talented mm -hmm. and what his thing is. I may show you that I'm like a little badass, you know, or that I'm, I, I say what I mean. I speak my truth, but I do have a talent and I have an interest. So it's, it, you know, we're always so succinct, even though we don't pre-talk about stuff. But it's, so it's great that you brought that up and for us to kind of, kind of like work backwards. Yeah. Because I do think that is, it's his way of getting grandpa's approval which those tears was about just the end of the approval yeah. that he was going to get. So, yeah, actually, uh, one of the quotes we have would fit really well here. So I'm going to have Dean go ahead and. It's so beautiful. Thank you, boy. Well, that's it. Out of memory. You can start <laughs> cleaning it off now. What? But, but what? No buts. Start drawing on paper, and this wouldn't happen. Nobody told you to paint all over my house because you want to make a point. This ain't Beat Street. <laughs> I love that Grandpa love that got the that. point. I love that he got it. He knew Riley was making a point. <laughs> but you know what? He did exactly what most black parents or grandparents mm -hmm. would do. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Ain't nobody like telling you they, to do that on my house? Yes, it's, <laughs> it's, it never, and... I think that we, as, as a community and as, as black, at least our generation, we were able to identify that's the thank you or that's the praise that we were looking for without the actual, oh my God, you did so good. I love it. I love, I love, I love. You know, because just for whatever reason, that's not a uh, prevalent or a very much practiced um, sense of emotion or, or, pra or. Well, especially for that. You guys get what males, I'm trying to say, yeah, right? Like males the black in that generation. Yeah. It's not yeah. just the black community. It's it's males of that generation. True. Showing yes, like much. showing sensitivity, especially to yeah. a younger male. That's just not that's not really done. Yeah. And yeah, to, so it, to tie it into, though, like the kind of black thing, like granddad is my mom, y'all. I don't care. That is my mom. She's of his generation. <laughs> she is like his age group. 
there was this sort of need, and we've kind of actually touched on this in a lot of these conversations on this podcast. There was this need to kind of teach us like, you have to respect the rules, quote unquote, before mm-hmm. you start trying to break them. Mm-hmm. So like, listen, mm-hmm. that's beautiful that you could do something so talented. Mm-hmm. Follow the fucking rules. Clean the shit up because I'm not about to have you getting in trouble with the law. Yeah. Like that is a thing with them. I remember one. And man, don't fuck up my house. Oh, I mean, how many yeah. times did you hear? What are you trying to air condition the whole neighborhood? <laughs> what are you doing? Yes. You know. Stop like, going in out of this house. Yes. <laughs> like, well, I'm thirsty. Good <laughs> Lord. I haven't eaten since fucking eight o'clock and it's three o'clock now. Like, you know, and they're like complaining about you coming in another house. Go outside and stay or come inside and stay inside. And it's like, well, that's not really much of a choice. Like you. So I <laughs> guess I'll stay not- outside. A fucking brag. When I was like 10 or 11, I took our little uh, PC apart to fix the modem. And oh God, how I my did brother. it. My brother I, did that shit with did, our Nintendo and our. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I was not that smart, but I knew <laughs> if I just take everything apart piece by piece and I lay it out in the order I took it apart, I can put this shit back together. Did it? That's fix exactly the modem, yep. everything. And my mom was like, I am so proud of you. Wow, that is amazing. But I want you to go get the switch because I told you not to touch it until I got paid. <laughs> so you didn't listen. You're going to get your fra- your franny failed, frailed or whatever. I was like, are you serious? Yes. Like, because yes. she was more about you've got to follow the rules of society and all this yes. kind of bullshit. Lord, child. But that is a thing with that sort of generation. Like, it is. I- I have a story. So I I loved reading, writing, which I still do. And my mom used to have like the biggest collection of like Jackie Collins and just Mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, I don't want to like love romance kind of books. And they had a lot of sex and stuff in it. And she would never complain if I was reading, you know, V.C. Andrews, for example, Flowers in the Attic should Mm -hmm. not have been reading that book when I was like 10. Okay. (laughs) Should not. I mean, I read Stephen King's It and kids had a fucking orgy in that thing. So. Yes. 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 (laughs) So I I met somebody this summer. This kid was eight and he was like, that's all I read. And I was like, where are your parents? But yeah. (laughs) That um, was me. (laughs) No, but then again, I was like, you know what? Maybe you're just that smart of a kid, you know, like, and you can get it and you're not like affected by it because I believe there are some of us that are like that, you know? Mm -hmm. I will. I was going to say, I wasn't affected by the sex, but I don't know. Um, yeah, Dean yeah. can't stop laughing over here now. So, <laughs> like, we've we've heard your other podcasts, honey. It's okay. <laughs> it's like, probably so. I don't know. Damn you, Jackie Collins. No. Uh, but I remember reading some books, and I was motivated, and I wrote, uh, I wrote what I thought was going to be, like, the next best teen novel, right? <laughs> okay. And I gave it to my t- um, my English teacher, and she was like, "You have so much talent." And then she, mm-hmm. at like open house, shared it with my mom. Well, my mom was living. Oh, I bet. Livid. Yeah. The reason why was because you can write, but you, what do you know about sex? And what do you this scene here? And I was like, "Wait, wait, whoa, whoa! That's what you took from it? Like, <laughs> I, you could be rich right now, but the thing was, stay in a child's place." Mm-hmm. Yep. You do what we tell you to do. You do it the way that we tell you to do. And that's what grandpa was just saying. Little kids draw on paper. You don't draw on the side of my house, which I've worked hard for, even though grandpa was kind of giving it, but you right, worked hard right. for, this is my shit. You don't pay for it. So it's, um, it's very telling of how we grew up. I think even still. So like, I know how I'm raising my kids, you know, be seen and not heard type of situation. Um, that's something that we're we're going to continue to do. 
but we always tweak it with each generation. And you kind of have to because when times change and music changes and technology changes, you have to be able to do that or you're going to have kids, you know, that are laughing at you, not listening to you at all because they're finding what they feel is like their truth, you know, through those other resources. So yeah, it's kind of, it's, 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 I didn't have quotes other than the one that I, you know, that I kind of glommed on uh, with yours, Lindsay, but it was just certain um, nuances that I felt was saying a lot, you know, throughout this time. So yeah, that was another one for sure. For sure. So if Uh, we're, uh, if we're proceeding kind of in that backwards order, so we've yes. got we've got you know that that argument about who it is if it's the parents or the grandparents or um, we've talked about kind of the the response to that. But what about the uh, the Bob Ross character, the the white guy with the mm-hmm. white with the blonde afro drawing joy or painting joyful little trees, um, not happy little trees. That would be a trademark. Joyful little trees. <laughs> yes, I think about that. Dean, I'm waiting for your impression of, because I feel like you would have a great one. I just, I was watching this and I was like, I know Dean has one. Well, I don't know. I probably try. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's, it's pretty light spoken. That's really crazy. I think it's just a happy accident. Do you know if you went on YouTube and read just anything in that voice, you would have the biggest ASMR hit online? Ever. But you know, you sound like a, a a mixture between Bob Ross and the character from um, Family Guy. Yeah, who pervert is the pervert? Yeah, he does no, that. Not him. He does that voice. No, too. not him. Not the old guy. No, not the, the one guy? that Meg just married him. Like this last Quagmire? couple episodes. I, oh I haven't God, watched in a decade. So. I know who you're talking about. Oh, shoot, oh. That's my happy face. I don't know yeah. who it is, but I know who you're talking about. He's, a, he's supposed to be All right. homosexual. But yeah, homosexual. they never oh, say is that it, he's is actually. It the, oh, is it the old, the old hippie guy? The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He's, yeah, very. Okay. He comes huh? out that episode. <laughs> Spoiler. It's <laughs> hilarious. Sorry. Because he doesn't want to marry Meg. watch. Shut up, Meg. Good. Yeah, do a whole show. Uh, a whole seriously, show like, seriously, he's got today. I have he's the got guest of and just have you talk about the episodes <laughs> well, in the characters' voices. Cleveland Brown could be here. My name is Cleveland Brown. <laughs> With he was voiced by he was he voiced was, by a white guy. Was, he was voiced yes. by a white guy. Yes. <laughs> you, I know not anymore since it came out. Is it? I is thought it, that was I. I think that was ridiculous. I don't care who voices. Like I think huh. that is ridiculous. I get that you guys are trying to make things equal. But I just feel like sometimes, did we ask for it? I don't remember black people marching and being like, I want Hey Kazaria to stop voicing freaking... Um, well, a lot of Indian people <laughs> did complain about it. That's the thing. Like, it may not bother you and me that a white guy is doing a black guy's voice, but when it's another culture, it's almost like they're making fun of them. So, okay, I'll, I won't use that because I'm not, I'm not Indian American. Yeah. I'm not anything. I didn't care that it was a white man, nor did I ever ask. Or wonder if it was a white man that voiced Cleveland Brown. Yeah, exactly. Cleveland's just hilarious. I yeah, I just, agree. You let all the funk. What do you say? You left all the the stank out. I love. <laughs> Loretta does not let me read white literature. Like, I feel <laughs> like just. I, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like Cleveland was supposed to be kind of a white black guy married to yep. a very black yep. woman. Yep. And so being voiced by a white guy makes more sense yeah. to me than being voiced by a black guy. Whereas I mean, he like. Lives in, on Big Mouth, when they changed the uh, oh, actress who played Missy, um, yeah. they actually did it in a really respectful 
respectful way. Like we we just watched this new season and I just found the, out there was a new season. Yes. Didn't even know. Oh. <laughs> We watched it like the so day excited. we found out. Did uh, she? <laughs> so, and I know, I know, Lindsay has because she changed her Twitter name. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, um, so we need to do on, like me... a binge because I have nobody to watch it with. Hubby will watch it, but he just doesn't. He doesn't get it. It totally. doesn't feel as good to laugh. So I want so... Tita to finish her point, and then I'll say what yes, I have yes. to say about it. Yes. So the way that they handled it in this show, because they'd made the decision when they'd already been, they've already, they had already started the the voice, like the voice work. Um, there is an episode that literally deals with why her voice changes. And it's really almost profound as a person who is, who grew up as a mixed black and white person um, in a family that, you know, for all intents and purposes was white, <laughs> despite my dad's skin color. Yeah. Um, they deal with that a lot in this season of Big Mouth. And that particular episode really like I think that was the first one that made me cry. I think I thought I think of you. Three of them. <laughs> I think there were like three episodes that made me just well, one that made me ball, but a couple others that made me cry. They did really, really phenomenal with this season. And with her change, I know it was actually like the at her original actress was the one who kept prompting it. Like she mm -hmm. kept saying, like, this shouldn't be me. This shouldn't be me. I, it doesn't um, feel right. Yeah. I shouldn't yeah, be representing the black community. Yeah, she was oh, very. I, never, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did she was not very know that. aware. Wow, she's she's one of those allies that actually wants to, you know, Jenny Slate. Yeah, she's she's an actress who gets plenty of work. And when she kind of like when it dawned on her that this probably isn't the most appropriate thing, it was like she almost had to convince them that yeah, you you really should hire a black person to be voicing this black act, mm -hmm, black mm -hmm. character. So, you know, that's that's a huge right there. Putting putting your own career second to somebody else because you don't feel like you are best representative of that that thing. Yeah. No, I think that's pretty awesome. I didn't I myself, I you know, I I acted, I sang, you know, I was in that, you know, in that kind of uh arena. I never met anyone who was of color who wanted to be a voice actor. Or that was a desire of theirs. I don't know if it's because we didn't, we weren't aware of the opportunity. Um, I certainly wasn't. Or just that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing until because, I was a grown up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking maybe that was it because I feel like it's recently become um, a topic, you know, a mm -hmm. something we need to fix. Um, and I just, I just wasn't, I was never aware of that. Um, yeah. I, I would think that on camera and on screen and maybe like behind the scenes as a director, as a producer, you know, I know that we're not highly represented in, you know, in, um, you know, sound, you know, uh, background mm -hmm. or whatever. We're not, we're not highly represented there. That's something that we should definitely start providing those opportunities for people to learn about. Um, so that, that becomes a little bit, a little bit more diverse, but I think all the focus has always been on the on camera talent. Yeah. And having more diversity there. Definitely. But, definitely. Yeah. I, I think mean, part awesome. of that too is when it comes to black characters or black actors and actresses, even for voice acting, people are typecasting by, by voice, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So most people would not mm -hmm. cast me to True. do a black character because they'd True. be like, why? Mm -hmm. She sounds white as fuck. Like, nope, nope, nope. That's mm -hmm. not our, mm -hmm. that's not our, Same. this is whoever. <laughs> yeah. Same. But then like, you know, if I put her, I can't even do it. Like if I do my Maya Angelou or whatever, they'll be like, oh yes. Like she's perfect for the principal. But I, I mean, I don't got it like that. My sister's I mean, a for dean. example, 
for yeah, example, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that. Like, um, I don't know if you guys know the the young lady or the lady that was co-starring in BAPS with yes. Halle Berry. Oh, yeah. yeah. She yeah. passed um, recently. Does, you know, rest in peace to her and, and, you know, condolences to her family. Only 53 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what you're talking about. You have to be able to put on that kind mm-hmm. of persona to... On you know to be voice acting if if that's what they want or to maybe be on camera. It's funny to think now that Halle Berry did that because there's no way that Halle Berry now would have been casted in that. No. You know what I'm saying before she was who she was um, or who she is now. Um, but that is and just you think about that. It's just kind of interesting because Halle Berry does not speak any type. Of oh right! What you would think would be what a black how a black woman sounds. She uh, has a, un- she hasn't yeah. been what in a thing in thinks. so long. I don't even remember what she sounds like off the top of my head. Like I can't remember the last thing that she did. Where I hate to say that, but I know what is the last thing that she did. Like the custody battle with her ex husband. <laughs> right, I, I think right. literally the last thing I can remember where her child got kidnapped or something. You're right, and, and it didn't do very it. well. Yep. Right. Yeah. I don't even know it. But here's a fun, some trivia that's unrelated. I know I'm taking off soft topics so we can hop back on after this. Mm-hmm. Did you guys pick this up? Because I did not until I read all the commentary that WAP, that whole video, is a play on BAPS. Yeah. No. The, the well, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes the total earrings. sense. Yeah. Yes. I was like, what? Holy shit. So, I see it. Yeah. Their whole thing was like, this was all, this has always been beautiful. No matter in what, like what, you know, fashion we present it look like they didn't have the gold caps or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, the over the top hairstyles, mm-hmm. you know, the over the top makeup, the dancing, like it was a commentary. Like it was and people didn't look at it because they saw dopeness and dopeness between the two beautiful women that were in there. You know, so nobody ever picked up on that. But yeah, it was supposed to be like a larger kind of commentary on black beauty and how, you know, to our community, it could be something that's considered kind of ratchet, mm-hmm. but to everybody else, they still, um, they, they're in envy of it. You know what I'm saying? Like they want to be able to have that big hairstyle. They want to know how their lips look like that. They want to know how their ass looks like that in that one piece. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'm glad that you brought that up because I actually meant to bring that up. I think when I talked about it like weeks ago when I was like, have you guys seen WAP or not? I forgot to to say that there was like a very good piece written on that That's um, awesome. that that expanded on that. But yes, I still that video is still the video of the year. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, but but note to that, Dean totally has Google Foo, and um, Halle Berry apparently was in John Wick three last year. Um, I I'm gonna have to watch, watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you said who was John Wick Three? And I, I mean, I love, I love that you know that <laughs> I, I love the John Wick movies. Period. I, I don't remember Halle Berry in it. So I'm like Dean. Yeah, she had the she had the dogs, and when he came out, she. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. I just had to say yeah, dogs. So what do you think? Right. Once I, I said remember dogs. the dogs, and like I'm a I, I like action movies because they're kind of brainless. So there there's dogs and Keanu Reeves and guns. I'm cool. <laughs> so which brainless movie would you rather watch? And like all of them, the Chronicles of Riddick, John Wick, or The Matrix. Because I feel like The Matrix um, is kind of like. Can I pick the first Matrix and then the rest of John Wick? Sure. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, John Wick, the first one was good. The sequel was actually a little better than the original. I don't remember the third one. 
But no matter what, it's probably better than The Matrix because I fucking I, I, I wish they'd had more time and money, I guess. I don't know. They didn't do it didn't hit the same way. Yeah, it was so. a lot of information to take in the like three hour max that they could make movies, right, you know, right. make one movie. Um, I like the Chronicles of Riddick. I will admit. I, 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 do. I have to say that when that movie came out, the only thing that caught that I that my memory uh, is like yelling out at me is the fact that Vin Diesel uh, would play D&D with Judy Dench. Um, Aww, like I'm like awesome. I fucking love nerds so hardcore that, that was yes. like okay I have to love him now <laughs> I love him from Boiler Room and I love that nobody knows quite what Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel is yes I like that like I love it I love that Vin Diesel doesn't even know what Vin Diesel is <laughs> um, but yes off topic again guys that's what we do that's why you love us hell yeah so, uh, so well, yes if we're, uh, if we're going back let's see where were we where were we um, so oh so Riley's uh doing all these fantastic paintings mm-hmm. on the sides of houses uh let's see it started with the fruit bowl that everybody thought was amazing yes um and then uh my favorite the fallen soldier well it started with Riley <laughs> Riley was her <laughs> was her was her uh, no that's what it says <laughs> we're going we're going backwards so because I, I want to yeah. talk a little bit about something there <laughs> Yes, yes. But he had the bowl of fruit, and then he's like, well, let's, something meaningful. So it was the fallen soldier, Mm -hmm. old dirty bastard. Yes. Uh, uh, (laughs) Like, uh, silence. Nobody, you didn't get that? That was ODB. (laughs) That was, that was like, oh my gosh. See, yeah, yeah. I was cooking and like, and and nagging at my child at the same time. But yes, I did. I, yes, I picked up on that subconsciously. There Mm -hmm. you go. Um, I think that's pretty dope because um, <laughs> you really have to respect ODB and you have to respect like that that era of rap to even really get that reference right right I was actually yeah. gonna ask like not being somebody who is as attuned with black culture yet is ODB like still thought of as kind of being like you know <laughs> this like savior guy because <laughs> he as was on part a of as part yeah. of the Wu Tang Clan, yeah, yes. As just an individual artist, no, no. no. Okay, yeah, that's good. Coast, yeah, if you're from right. the East Coast and you like the Wu Tang, then you think Old oh, Dirty Bastard was good. Ah, uh, then you know the song Mariah Carey. That's it. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, what do you? Say? Oh my God, that song was fire though. With Mariah, uh, me and Mariah oh, went back Mariah, like babies and pacifiers. Yeah, that was <laughs> fire. Right, right there. Um, or um, a Third baby, I got your money. money. Yeah, that's the one I know very well. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there was a couple that he hit it big. Yeah. So that that was it though. It was that and um, oh baby, I like it raw. Like that was my first um intro to him. Um, and I remember thinking, why is he so dirty looking? Like I remember, you know, like I said, guys, I grew up in in a very <laughs> cow town town. Uh, my, one of my favorite songs is Friends in Little Places. But let me tell you, <laughs> my first, my first, I remember watching videos and being like, ew, nobody told him like, this is on video. Let's wash you up a little bit. <laughs> but that was his persona. And there yep. was actually a genius behind him. So that is something to me that coming from Aaron Magruder or the writers isn't surprising because I feel like they probably really expected East Coast rap. You know, so 
Um, so yeah, he's a fallen soldier that way. Yeah. Other and than that. But also speaking of that particular piece, Riley really wanted this is when he really was like i need recognition this shit is good mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so he tried to sign like an alias but then like other people signed their name around it to like help like take some of the credit yeah. um yeah. i know Lindsay, you picked this one as one of the clips so let's go ahead and play it i can't believe it man how niggas go how niggas go just come by and just sign a name on someone else's shit all after the fact try to steal my shine Man, that's some more bullshit. Damn. You know, Riley, the moon steals its shine from the sun, and no one ever gets the two confused. Take it as a compliment. Why can't niggas do them, huh? Why niggas got to do me? Why niggas got to ride me like a rodeo show? Why can't they shine on their own shit? No, man, I ain't having it. Excuse me. Excuse me. Listen, everybody, I got an announcement to make. Now, I know this is going to come as a huge surprise to everyone, but I'm the artist. That's right, people. I know. Amazing, ain't it? So young. So young. <laughs> so young. <laughs> I love that. There's so much power in that, that, mm -hmm. that clip right there. And it just, if there's anybody that, you know, that flies past you are completely delusional to many 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 of the uh current you know conveniences that we have they are because of black people uh many of the inventions that we have now that are touted and the credit are given to white men they were created by black men um and so this says so much more than what it presents itself to do so i would say great Great quote choice, but even better um, commentary that comes through this episode. Totally. Like that, I think that is a big part of the message. And also in terms of movements, like, if, right, if you're an artist, typically you have a message that you're trying to, not always, but often you have a message you're trying to put out there. And y'all, I have struggled with this big time in my career. I would say until a few years ago when one of my mentors said to me, funny enough, was an old white lady. There is not a person in this in, our, in the company I was working at back then who does not know your work is your work. But I always had an issue because white men always took credit for my work. And I it would piss me off. Like, I would want to email, Lindsay was here. <laughs> um, and she was just like, girl, listen, everyone knows it's you. Now, I'm not agreeing with her. Like, I do think there is uh, a level of allyship. And, and her conversation with me did change a lot of shit for me. It was awesome. But like her kind of point was like, listen, and I think the point of this sort of episode is like by being in the room, by presenting this work, where even if everyone does not want to admit that it is your work, you are making a movement. You are making a statement by putting it out there, by doing that. And sometimes, sadly, for the good of the project or the good of the movement, the movement is more important than the clout or what you are like putting your name on it. So sometimes to get progress, and this also ties into this thing we were saying about granddad and being a stickler for following the rules that's found in a lot of older black people. Like um, sometimes you really have to say like, you know what, if let's say that I started the Black Lives Matter movement, more important than Lindsay started this is the movement. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is also a conversation secondary to what MJ was saying. That is like the secondary conversation. Like, take yourself out of it. Respect the movement. Um, It's not about you, right? Like, Riley could die and another Riley can come in this place and keep the movement going. Like, that is a a sub-conversation that's going on in this episode, I think. Absolutely. Uh, This is, when this episode came out, this was around the time that Banksy was really becoming uh, a known a graffiti artist and mm. essentially like i mean there's I, i'm i'm not 100 percent sure i think that he's been unmasked there's somebody who is um continuing it on if it's not the original one because this has been going on for so long that it's you know we really don't know um but yeah it's kind of like this like i feel like magruder was kind of going look at this movement of of graffiti art <coughs> becoming well, at the time, it was starting to become high art. Uh, and, like, people were framing it. And this is before Banksy started, like, shredding his shit so that people couldn't, mm-hmm. couldn't sell it. And <laughs> so I think, I think that's all wrapped up into it, too, that um, the, the Bob Ross character is like, oh, you know, maybe some mystique is probably a good thing. You don't get in trouble. You can keep doing the thing that you want to do. Uh, whereas Riley's like, I want to get that money. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, right. And it that's what his first thought was. You know, especially when he was I think he was doing it for the attention. Mm-hmm. And then when the Bob Ross character, you know, threw away his shit and did the whole reverse, you know, psychology on him and really got him to speak and break into his true talent. I think that it before that whole aspect of people, you know, signing on and trying to claim it for themselves, he was really about the art itself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when it, it it spoke upon human nature. You could be about it just for yourself and for the fulfillment of you being an artist. But when somebody else tries to take your shine, then of course it becomes monetary because that's what you that's what they made it by trying to you know to to hop on to what you have going on. So I think his reactions was just a kind of normal progression of what a human reaction would be to something like that. Um, but I also think it says that, and I know you as an educator. And I'd be interested in hearing what hubby says because I have this my only time sharing it with him. I think a larger message here is that we are not focusing and providing opportunities to people of color, children of color, those that are in, you know, less prevalent um, and and uh, wealthy school districts. We're not providing them with the opportunity to create themselves as artists. Mm -hmm. So what they do is then they go and they become graffiti artists or they go and they start selling, you know, drugs because they're their business acumen or their there's somebody older than them who's basically telling them that they're doing good at this thing and you know like propping them up like yes but they have no outlet for it right right that but yeah yeah what i'm saying is they have no outlet so somebody can come along and take advantage of that and that's when you got like kids selling Mm -hmm. drugs and stuff and being told that they're doing this great job and like they're part of they feel like a part of something and like Mm -hmm. that's i feel like that's kind of what riley's looking for like why he was trying to attach himself to the to the the two white gangster boys who you know had all this money and were getting away with shit and he's like well this isn't fun you guys aren't really like you have to do everything he says because he's the rich one I don't care about this anymore and then yeah. you know I, which actually I think was really f- interesting that in the last couple episodes Riley was starting to get really tired of them and then meets like this really awkward quiet like 
calm, nerdy art teacher who turns out to be like the biggest gangster in that city. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I love how they cops. look at each other like, oh, I'm kind of falling in love with you yeah. right now. You have a gun? Yeah. <laughs> running away from the cops. Like I kind of look like Riley was like, you are that, you know. Um, Whoa, white people could be cool. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but, you know, being that they tried to definitely sprinkle a little bit of the real Bob Ross here, you know, as yeah. far as his um, service in the military, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he also kind of had like a, I don't really like organized government or, you know, or the the legal system. I wonder if he has that in him and that's something we never knew. That's a really um, good question. Yeah. Oh, you know, for so- Bob Ross? Yeah. yeah, Bob Ross. De- Bob Ross did. Bob Ross like did his military time, mm-hmm. and like he just said he didn't like how it uh, made him as a person, and mm-hmm. he just backed off and kind of got into like the art and st- like he was. And Dean might know better than me. I think he was like a dope ass dude in the military, and he just really was uncomfortable with the carnage and all that shit that he did. So he said, "Happy little trees, fuck this noise." I could yeah. see that. Yeah, I could he, see uh... like he probably had a really good acid or like shroom trip, and all of a sudden was like, "This is what it's about." <laughs> Yeah, he got, he got pretty high up. He, probably, he was an NCO. He got pretty high up there. I think he was a, finally he got out as a first sergeant. So he'd been in a while. And he, he said, yeah, his last job, like you were saying, uh, he had to be, he, he basically had to be the tough guy and he didn't like that. And so that really is what drove him out. Now, being that you're in the military, he couldn't have had that afro as dope as it was, no. as what we know, right? Oh, no, 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 Because no, it has no. to be, especially you know, not in the Vietnam era. Short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to know, like, when he got out, he was like, fuck it. Hair's growing. Yeah. I'm going to paint. I'm going to do it on PBS. My dad was, well, not the PBS thing, but my dad was kind of the same way. He got out of the military and then grew his afro as big as he could do it. He still kind of has it as much as he can right now with nothing on top. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, that's a lot of, a lot of people I know who were in the military at that time, um, they're either still doing the military haircut or they're like so far past it. <laughs> Everybody, I don't know. They're bald. Tight. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, yeah. Dean, you're still keeping it. I, I see you're still keeping the, the gist of it. The, yeah. He, well, uh-huh. keep, I, have to, I have to fix it in the back. He shaved it like right before we started. <laughs> recording. <laughs> so everybody that I know, they're completely bald. And I don't know if that's by choice or, you know, by design or, mm-hmm. or habit. I'll, we'll just say it's because they look, good balls we'll just say that um yeah. but many they love others, to I hit each other up like yeah, recognize yeah. each other in public yeah yeah now that's a movie that i would like to see i know they did a um tom hanks did um you know won't you be my neighbor mr not mr rogers there uh-huh. you go um i would love to see a bob ross like yes. a real like and have netflix do it like oh, show yeah. all the rawness and this and that and that would be a great biopic a bio biopic everybody says it different but i would love to see absolutely i love him even as a kid we watched him willingly oh my god so did i yeah so did i happy little trees were just right here peeking mm-hmm. through peeking through he's so great it's so great so Zen. calming as i think about it i feel calmer i feel <laughs> yeah he's just so great yeah we're uh we're starting to get a little long on time and i just have one more uh kind of point that i want to get as we get Back to the beginning of the episode. Um, at the in the beginning, when Riley's, you know, painting the house, it's something that we kind of touched on a little bit earlier. How he how he responded when he got caught. Wait a minute, what white man? What did he look like? White? I just assumed he was in charge. Why? Cause he was white. And just what did this white man look like? He had a 
Who do I look like? Snitchy McRat? I don't talk to police. <laughs> so, so there were two things in that that I absolutely love. Uh, one, it's this. Yeah, this is there's this is some white guy who's talking to me. He must be the owner of this house because he's not yelling at me and trying to get like he's not calling the police. So I'm just gonna believe him because mm-hmm. you know when you're a young black child who is essentially being told that white men are the authority, he 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 wants to question like what what are you, you know being kind of pissy at him at first and then okay oh, you're gonna teach me how to do this okay let's do it and. You know, it's it's absolutely true, but nobody would believe the fact that some white guy was telling him to do this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just I really thought that was interesting. No, everybody knows that it's Riley in the beginning. Nobody believes it's Riley throughout the episode until he finally proves it to Grandpa. The only person that believed him in him from the very beginning was this random white dude that was apparently walking down the street, sees a kid spray painting, and decides I'm going to go help that kid become a better artist. So, like, that part, not real life. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the difference. But, uh, no, you're right. I think it was definitely a message about, you know, where we, where and who we um, get the, you know, the, the handout from. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say handout, but the help from, you know, and being able to appreciate kind of that experience and who that person is in that time in your life. Um, and, of course, once again, I think it's 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 saying a lot more that he's a white character because we know that white Riley already connects with the white characters that of course don't completely act white, but they are still, and they still, you know, have the benefit and the, you know, the privilege of being, of being so. So it was kind of said so with, you know, with this character because. Well, I think he was protected in a way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you know, nobody would uh, go, think no, that no, I was just, nobody would would suspect this mild mannered art teacher mm-hmm. to be this kind of crazy gun toting. I don't like cops, so I'm going to shoot at them so that we can lose them, so I can get you out, and then I'm going to run for them some more. Yeah. Like, that's that's not like Riley at no point thought that that was who this guy was. Mm-mm. You know, Mm-mm. he at, the way that the teacher and Riley interact is very reminiscent of what I do in my classroom. I'm not that sweet. I'm not that nice. I'm not that calm, but. It's a lot of getting them to want to prove me wrong or make me proud. And like that's exactly what I see here. I see that Riley's found a mentor who is finally making him feel like he might be good at something. Mm-hmm. And um so it's it's kind of this like nobody believes that there's this, you know, secret white man who's doing the graffiti unless he's the only one doing the graffiti. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah. in reality, this secret white man really is teaching Riley how to do these amazing murals on the sides of people's houses. And to do it truly in the way of a true artist. Yeah. To tap into something, to not have it be trivial, to not have it be frivolous, to not have it be something that can get you into trouble. And if it does get you into trouble, have it be in a way that you're spreading a message, not Riley was here, right? Exactly. Or whatever, you know, he kept saying like that, that from the beginning, that was his message to him. Um, and that was super, you know, super... <laughs> Uh, powerful and then at the end you know he takes out his freaking his pistol or you know <laughs> <laughs> the gun and off the the um the, the visor. visor puts down yeah, the visor there's yeah. a gun right there and he turns the car and shoots the gun and the yes. cop's car flips and riley's just like holy shit this is awesome <laughs> my like, best shit ever this just made this whole experience so much better yeah yeah and i will straight up say y'all like i have had some dope i have not had a dope ass 
Black male mentor outside of my family. Mm -hmm. I have had them in my family. In business, in these corporate circles, uh, Fortune 500 companies, some of my biggest mentors, I would say two of them, were old, mellow-ass white men who saw me, <laughs> who saw, like I said, that old, my other, she was a woman, she was a white lady, though, who kind of, they see me, and they see what I do, and they saw my work ethic, and they would step in, and they would do this shit, like, kind of guide you through, teach you, like... Mm -hmm. Not they wouldn't be like, you need to talk more like this. They would not do that shit. They would just say, like I said, my one mentor said, everyone knows this shit is you. Everyone knows this stuff. You don't have to say it. You don't have to be a big voice in the room. Just keep doing what you're doing and keep doing it consistently. You know, like they kind of guide you through like, yeah, girl, you got this. That to me, I hate the fucking word allyship, but mm. that is some real fucking allyship. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving you snaps because I've had the same experience. I had a couple mm -hmm. of male bosses who they saw me for who I really truly was and they compensated me the best way that they could. Like they knew me. Like it was just like, mm -hmm. I like to say this. I had one boss who would give me his card and be like, you hit your numbers three days ago. Won't you go ahead and take like three hour lunch, go drink some beer. That's Here's beautiful. my card. Like, and I'd be like, bet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we, we just, but he brought out the best of me and he, Although he played the corporate game because when I went to him and was like, I need more, he placated me and provided me with something that would, you know, get me through for a couple of months. But he knew it wasn't long longer because instead of him looking at me really and going, you got to go. This is what you have to do. Like you've reached, you know, you've reached your threshold here. So that's the one thing that I could say that I feel like, you know, he maybe faltered, but I can't hold that against him because... I was making his job easier because we were hitting numbers and, you know, mm -hmm. doing things like that. But I, I got, I'm completely agree because anytime that I've had a, a woman that's not been of color, oh, it's not been, it's, it's not been a good same. situation. Yeah. So. Yeah, oh, except can, for once, <laughs> but otherwise same. Yep. I, I am I know, I literally that. for the first time in my life working somewhere where I think my boss is awesome. I don't think my supervisors are so great, but I think that my principal is amazing. So there's that, at least. <laughs> yeah, and that's super important. I mean, they're the and ones that And she's a black woman. Really... She's a black woman, so. Oh, well, you know, black women principles are always the best, okay? Because we oh, don't stand man. for no shit. I love her no so shit. much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that is awesome, ladies. I think, right. I mean, I can't believe we've gone so long. It doesn't feel like it, like it ever does. Right. I, I have the, I the, have the joy here. of watching the timer and going, okay, okay, we don't want to get to two hours now. <laughs> <laughs> I did an episode that was two hours and what, 15 minutes the other day? And I told, I said at the beginning, because they were behind, they're in Texas and we started at 10 o'clock their time. Oh, and I was like, ladies, I'm going to be very aware of your time. I was like, we're going to stop this at about 45 minutes to an hour. It just, I couldn't. It was so great. It was so organic. It was two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Producer well, can deal with that. I, <laughs> I think uh, on yeah. that note. Chop, chop, chop. <laughs> on that note, I think we can. Uh... Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So, oh, one of the things that I did want to say about this episode mm -hmm. was that kind of that was not talked about uh, was about Uncle Ruckus and basically yeah, him being. Fuck him. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> but, but what he was saying is kind of yes. the view, you know, nobody thinks a young black artist right. can do good work by default that's actually a really good point that i had written down a whole bunch of stuff about and never like got to it because 
it's it's very true that when you think of like name a great black artist, I was able to off the top of my head think of two, and Basquiat was one. And uh, uh, Jacob Lawrence is another. He's, he did a lot of stuff in the civil rights movement um, and before that. Uh, but, like, it's really fucking sad that there aren't, I mean, there's got to be thousands and thousands of artists that have, have you know, been around for the thousands of years that there's been humans doing art. And... Mm-hmm. I can think of two of them because it's always, you know, the white cultures that tell us what is art that we should enjoy and appreciate. And the expert, of course, exactly, don't you know? Exactly, exactly. Oh, God, and we didn't even talk about black television. Well, that, oh. and that kind of leads into... <laughs> oh, God, yes. We forgot about that whole oh, aspect. Gosh, yeah, yeah. Huey, that, we talked about part. that one. Mm. Yeah. We'll have to do that another time. <laughs> yeah, that was like a B story. And it was like you really had to look for it. You really had to pick up on when they did show... You know, when they showed mm-hmm. Huey. Um, but it was, I mean, my my nine-year-old goes, why is he speaking different? Yep. That was the first, I mean, a nine-year-old picked up on that. And I really didn't want him to watch the episode with me, but he was in the kitchen cooking with me. <laughs> and he picked up on that. He goes, he's talking different than when he was talking at the beginning of the episode. And I was like, yep, that, yep, there you go. So that definitely had a message in it. But we'll have to maybe pick up at the like beginning of the next episode. Or like we Producer, should write that down. Reference. We should write that yeah. down and maybe uh, record a little like I don't know mini episode. Maybe. We, well, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Not you tonight. When we do our end of season recap, those oh, are things yeah, that we that's can do. That's a great up. idea. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So but I, about all this, dude. You know? Dean's like, don't make me work more. You talk no. about a fucking. No, beat. this <laughs> is this is his favorite this, thing this, to do. You know, but as a, as a white man, I just I just want you to know that I apologize. On behalf of all white people, for everything we've done to you. <laughs> so, if you weren't picking up on that, we're uh, not yes. doing a typical stupid white people question. <laughs> we're putting on a why do white people say that well, question. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, the well-meaning, the well-meaning white, white, white people. Yeah. The, the Boondocks uh, podcast theater. And can, I, yeah. no. <laughs> can I just tell you that that is one of the most annoying fucking things to me? Like... Give me some specific. What What are you apologizing for? the The whole of white people, or is there something in, in like in particular that you want to talk about? <laughs> you know, just slavery and everything. And you everything. know, I'm really and everything. I'm okay. really sorry for it. It's just, it, exactly. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and what, everything. And what, everything. What my ancestors did to your ancestors it was so wrong. Boy, that reminds me of the episode of Saved by the Bell when um, <laughs> Zach found out. That he had like that he had like ancestors and Lisa and him were so just like Lisa didn't know if she wanted to like be friends with Zach anymore oh. or if she could go to the dance with them or something. Did he like have that. slave owner slave owners in yeah. his house? Okay. Yeah, like it was so it was hilarious. Um or wait, was it Lisa that had them? No, no, no. I'm sorry, it was Jesse. It was Jesse. Because Jesse kept trying to make up for it. This is a perfect actually. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Jesse did exactly what our question is. Jesse kept buying Lisa clothes Ugh. and buying her lunch and like carrying her books to class because she was so apologetic of what her ancestors had done to Lisa's ancestors. Um, you guys, it's exactly the same. It's like you guys dumb it down to a Saturday, although a great cult teenage show from back in the day saved by the bell that's what asking that question is like um mm-hmm. you can't apologize for shit that all of you together 
really don't apologize for. You are not the representative of all white people. So therefore you can't apologize for all white people. Just like you can't tell me that you're sorry or that I represent how black women act because I don't represent how all black women act. Mm -hmm. So therefore your apology or your compliment or whatever it's intended to be, it's null and void. It's, it's falling upon deaf ears. Yeah. yeah it's, it's very moot. So that, you know, and look, I appreciate the effort and the thought. Let's expound on that. Let's show you more mm -hmm. because you're there. So let's get you from point A to like actually point Z where you're completely informed and you know the right way to express those feelings. That like, would be my response. The, the first thing I would say would be, here's a list of all the books I want you to read before you come and talk to me again. There you go. There you go. <laughs> You know, simple, um, simple. How this to be anti-racist would be one of them. Yeah, white. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Lindsay. No, no, you're good. It, it probably won't shock you guys, but I am a, of a different opinion on this what? one. And I don't I do not disagree with a fucking thing. Either one of you has said I do not disagree. But this does not bother me. Um, I feel like a lot of times people and, and I'm not making an excuse for people who all bring this up because, you know, people are different. Some people are shady and intent and some people are pure and intent. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people want to have the conversation with you and lack the knowledge and the whatever to kind of open that door. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they say shit like this. And, you know, what I take from it is like, I'm not going to crucify you over how you are opening this door with me. Uh, I appreciate your sentiment if it feels sincere. Yeah. Like if you're really mm -hmm. a person saying like, I don't I don't kind of know how to like with Black Lives Matter, when the protests erupted after George Floyd's death, I have a lot of friends of many, many ethnicities, races from all over the place. Only one friend reached out to me and it was a white girl from South Carolina. And she said, are you OK with everything? One girl, you know, and I just thought mm, very interesting that this one girl is kind of opening this conversation. She didn't say, like, I'm sorry for what's happening. She just said, are you OK? And that is an open ended question, much like I'm sorry for everything white people have done. It, I think but though, the intent. Yeah, go the, ahead, go ahead. they centered you in that question instead of themselves. Oh, I'm so sorry for what my people did to yours. Instead of, are you okay right now? And only looking at what, is, like, your be like, your best interest and not, like, centering I, themselves in it. I totally hear what you're saying. That's why I'm saying, like, I am not, I am not making this excuse for all of these people because some people come at you real funny mm -hmm. and they think they're real slick. Um, but other people, I think it is pure ignorance. And this is not a soapbox that I'm willing to battle them on. I yeah. just say like, yeah, you know, sure. Or like you said, well, what? Like anything in particular? Mm -hmm. Because y'all, please don't forget a lot of your ancestors. I think a lot of you do forget. A lot of your ancestors are my ancestors, mm -hmm. too. Yep. A lot of you, your right. slave owner granddads are my slave owner granddad, too. Yep. Yeah. Um. So let's get a little more specific. And then to uh, MJ's point, it's also about like, okay, like saying sorry to me for this bullshit ain't enough. Uh, what are you doing in your life to really like be a quote unquote ally mm -hmm. or to make a difference? That's kind of more the conversation I'm willing to have. But my point is just like, listen, however you want to open the door with me is fine. Uh, as long as you're not like blatantly, and it's a lot about reading intent, as long as you're not blatantly like just being a piece of shit about this, like being condescending or just, oh, I'm so sorry that you're black. <laughs> as long as you're not doing that shit, yeah. like which people do. Please don't get me wrong. And like I said, in corporate environments, people be real slick. Oh, yeah. As long as you're not doing that shit, come at me however you want. Let's have the conversation. And then we can even have this educational conversation. Uh, I, I, about think, um, I think 
for me, I was like that before Trump. And then since Trump, I don't have the time or energy for people who are just starting that journey. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it literally, like, when I say here's a stack of books, it's, it's not a rude thing. I'm like literally giving friends of mine who I love very much how to be anti-racist. So you want to talk about race. Um, uh, stamped. Um, the new Jim Crow. Like I will, I, I will give you all of the books that you need to study. If you really want to know what you can do, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, if somebody comes to me who, you know, I don't know, I wouldn't give them the time of day. Someone who comes to me who I do know, I would be like, here are ways that you can actually maybe potentially change the world a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I totally g- hear. Yeah. Go, yeah. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, I think we definitely agree about when it would be comfortable for us to have like a real deal conversation with somebody mm-hmm. that they're acting out of true, you know, passion um, or they're acting out of wanting to know more um, instead of those that are acting out of like, I feel like this is what I need to do, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I'm putting on a front. Um, I think I think we're all pretty much, you know, the same on that. But that is, like I said, to not to discourage anybody from beginning their journey on doing what they feel is right to be able to be an ally, not discouraging you at all. What I was just saying is we love you. We love your appreciation and your effort. Let's go ahead. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, another good way would be to listen to this podcast and recommend it to your friends and uh, watch the boondocks and pay attention to what's happening in black communities and buy from black shops and yes. you know support black artists and yeah and and don't don't apologize if you're looking for somebody to say oh that's okay yeah because a lot of it is that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I, yeah that's a lot of the white moderate like yep. I, I don't want to be yelled at i just want everything to be okay and normal and the same that it used to be like those are the ones that want you to tell it, tell them that it's everything's okay i have no time for that bullshit at all because we don't know and right. it hasn't been okay for us yet so right. we can't tell you some shit that hasn't happened so yeah feel you there snaps all the way around yep. all right well it was lovely spending the evening with you ladies as usual i hope that your um your wonderful things that you're doing this weekend turn out fantastic uh if anybody wants to find out information about those things they will be in our show notes and i think think it's time to say goodbye yes all right see you later bye guys bye don't take this the wrong way but i need you to get the hell up out of here Thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next week for Wingmen. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3-UNDO. 
Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.